This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots and helping them reach their aviation career goals. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here's your host, Carl Valeri. Aviation Careers Podcast, Episode 5. Most aviation career positions are other than flying. Today I interview Max Flight, a manager with a large aircraft engine manufacturer. For those of us passionate about aviation, there are a modicum of positions which allow us to foster our passion even if you don't want to fly. As a matter of fact, most aviation jobs are non-flying positions. There is a wide variety of available jobs with the airlines and other businesses and government organizations that support the airlines. Here's an interesting statistic. Delta Airlines, they have approximately 80,000 employees, including all their subsidiaries. Of that number, approximately 12,400 are pilots employed with the airline. So if you're interested in a job in aviation, but don't want to fly, there are many more career options. As a matter of fact, for every one pilot at an airline, there are approximately six other employees, and that's throughout all the airlines, including ramp personnel, reservation agents, security mechanics, managers, customer service agents, just to name a few. Well, today with me, I have Max Flight, who's enjoyed a long career in the field of aviation. Max is interested in recreational flying and surrounds himself with aviation and airplanes all of his life, pretty much. Max has held many different positions with an aircraft manufacturer, and we're excited to have him on today to share his journey and to share some interesting jobs in the field of aviation that he's enjoyed. Hi, Max. How you doing? Hi, Carl. It's great to be talking with you. Yeah, Max uh, and I have spoken before. Max, has he really does have a passion for aviation, and amazingly enough, it was just I had thought that you had actually flown airplanes. You know so much about airplanes, but Max, you don't fly, do you? No, I'm sort of an armchair flyer, I guess you'd say. Well, tell us a little bit about your background in aviation. Oh, gee, you know, it's it's sort of been a lifelong thing. Growing up, it was uh, it was more uh, sort of the space race and uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Apollo missions to the moon and those kinds of things were probably what got me thinking about these things as a, as a youngster. And uh, I, I guess I started off personally uh, involved in model rocketry, actually. And was uh, sorry, the founder of uh, a, a model rocketry association back uh, back in Virginia oh, cool. in the old days. So yeah, that that's kind of where I sort of got started. Uh, I, I think uh, you know through college and in those years, I, I think I uh, watched aviation. I sort of kept current with it a little bit, but it, it wasn't until after school when I started working for Pratt and Whitney that things really uh, started to get interesting. And and how long have you been with uh, Pratt Whitney? Oh, a, a little over thirty years. It's uh, you know it's 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 interesting when you start out your uh, professional career. You you never think you're going to stick with the same company for a long period of time. But uh, uh, Pratt has kept uh, things interesting for me. So it's uh, it's been a long uh, and long and uh, eventful ride. I, I should uh, just mention that all my comments are are really my own don't represent uh, the views of, of Pratt & Whitney, so I should just throw that in there. And you know, it's interesting, though, when speaking to you, and, and this is one of those things about, I, I listen to your podcast, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, 
I can't believe that you've actually been working somewhere for 30 years. Were you two when you got hired? You look a lot <laughs> younger and sound a lot younger than you really are. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I think it's that you have that, that, that youthful vibrance, and I think that happens to me. I found also when just listening to people in aviation, they seem to take on this, this youthful type of vibrance and interest. Yes. And when I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I see some fat old gray guy, and that's not who I picture myself. I picture myself as a, a young 14-year-old interested in rocketry, just like yourself. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it comes through in, in what you have to say. But uh, getting back to uh, your position uh, at Pratt Whitney, uh, what is it you actually do there? Well, right now I'm in the legal department. Uh, kind of a uh, process improvement expert. But, you know, over the years, I've been involved in a lot of different aspects uh, of the company. I've been in sales and marketing and human resources and finance. Mm, see, I was the logistics manager for Pratt & Whitney for a few years. Uh, I've been a materials manager, been in aftermarket, uh, been in new engine sales. So kind of a well, 30 years is a long time. It gives you a lot of opportunity to uh, try a lot of different kinds of jobs. It sure does. And now, how were you able to get a job at Pratt Whitney? Did you have to go to college and get an education and then get hired with them? You know, sometimes it's just timing. Uh, my undergraduate degree is in engineering. And the one thing that uh, my four years in engineering school taught me is that it's kind of interesting, but I really didn't want to be an engineer. <laughs> and so at the time, uh, as I was graduating, the, the market was kind of down, and so it wasn't a great time to start. So I was really more interested in business, so I went, uh, went off and got my MBA. And at that time, it was relatively rare to find uh, job candidates that had an engineering background and also uh, an MBA or some, some business education. So it, it really kind of worked to my advantage. You know, there's some of it is, like I say, is, is timing. Um, Right now, for example, there's a lot of development work going on in the aviation industry. And so this is a good time for, I think, for for engineers. You know, you've got Pratt & Whitney's developing the geared turbofan engine. CFM is developing the LEAP-X engine. You've got Boeing and, and Airbus developing several uh, new aircraft. You know, there's a lot of development work going on. and And so, you know, this is a... This is a good time for, for engineers. You know, it's interesting you said that because I, I think a lot of people that go out and get a degree and they don't do uh, what they originally started to do. But, it, you know, you, you actually somewhat have because, I mean, what's a better engineering company than Pratt Whitney? Oh, uh, yeah. There's some pretty sharp engineers there. And, uh, boy, they, they've kept my butt alive, that's for sure. I used to <laughs> fly an aircraft with one of the, the PW-118As. Um, but... That engineering degree, I'm sure, has helped you in what you've done here. And uh, yeah, it, in my case, yeah, and and I mean that really kind of brings up a, a few points. Um, you know, one is it, it's good to know. Well, not only to know what your strengths are, but it's good to know what the the company um, is is like, what the environment is like, what the culture is like in that company. So, like as you mentioned, Pratt and Whitney is a very engineering oriented company. Um, I think that's probably true of many companies in the aviation industry but but to different degrees so if you know if, if you're the way you think um, the, the where your interests lie let's say are along engineering lines or you know scientific method or you know data driven decision making those kinds of things then then you know look for a company that has that kind of a culture in it 
contrast that, let's say, with, with Google. Now, that's not an aviation company, at least not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? Until they buy Boeing. <laughs> that's right. Um, but that, has a, that company has a different kind of a culture. And so, I mean, I think that's, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about your career, thinking about starting a career anyway, I think that's a, a good thing to consider is, is sort of the different kinds of cultures of, of different companies because they, they really are different. Let's back up just to clarify something you said. Now, you're an engineer, and right. I've always thought that you designed engines where you work. Have you done any engine design work? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No. I, for some reason, I had thought that, and I was like, wow, here's some, but that does help you with that culture and understand that culture. But but you know engines, it sounds like. I Just listening to you, it's, it sounds like you are really in touch with the product that your company produces, and yes. you're somewhat, and you are passionate about that product. And that's the, I think, one of the cool things about aviation is that I've worked for many different companies doing some consulting work, but a lot of times the people aren't really proud of it, what it is that they produce, yes. but you are. And I, I think that's really cool. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, that's not true of every employee at the company I work for. Sure. Um, you know, and, and this is true in, in any company. There's always going to be people who are, they're in that company because there was a job, they need a job, they didn't really care within certain bounds what the job was. They're just looking for employment. And then there's others, you know, like myself, who, ha you know, have a real passion for it, um, that it, you know, it, it's more than just a product. I mean, I love the fact that if I meet somebody new and they say, oh, what do you do? I say, well, I make jet engines. You know, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you build toasters. Okay, well, that's interesting, you know. I mean, you, you know, it's, right. it's a good how can you not you be go. excited? Sure. Right. Sure. How can you not be excited about, you know, some of the things that go on in the, in the aviation industry? And even if your job doesn't bring you in contact with all those interesting aspects, you know, of the industry, it's not that hard to get yourself involved in it. I mean, it's not that hard to, you know, read the right kind of things, you know, pay attention, uh, you know, to the right sources of information to, to help you kind of build your knowledge base and it feeds your passion but it also makes you more marketable within the industry because you've got that breadth of knowledge now in a in a company like Pratt and Whitney which is a large corporate you know part of a large corporation there are you know many many different kinds of jobs and you know what i've been able to do is effectively change careers you know many times over but still stay within the same company and that's and the advantage that, of the, a big company like that. That's that's an advantage, right? There, there certainly there are disadvantages, and and some people will you know prefer prefer to work in an environment that you typically find in a in a smaller aviation company, and and that's fine. You may have to move around a lot more from company to company in order to uh, you know progress through your career, but you know that's a choice that you can make. Well, let me ask you this, and it sounds like you've been around that whole company quite a bit. One of the things that has fascinated me about where I work, you know, I fly airplanes for a living, is how the airplane works and how to fix things, etc. You're in an environment where they build engines, and do you ever, like I do, go down and say, hey, could you show me how that works? Are you able to do that? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, it's uh, part of it is just developing relationships with you know other employees, you know other people who can 
you know, become your friends. And, you know, you don't want to just live your entire life in your, in your d- department and, you know, never uh, expose yourself to other people. Um, I love walking through the shop and, you know, there may be a piece of metal that's just been machined into this beautiful, I mean, it almost looks like, you know, a piece of art. And, you know, if you talk to the machine operator, that's something that, that you know, that guy just created. He's going to love to talk to you about that. You know, all you have to do is just ask. And, you know, you can pick up a little, you know, a little information, a little knowledge, you know, here and there. Um, so, yeah, I, I love walking through the shop. It's great. Have you ever uh, discovered something, like, really interesting or, or found something that uh, you, were, you discovered that was supposed to be top secret and was coming out in the... Uh, <laughs> the aviation world, and and you were told, hey, you got to be quiet, but you can see this, you know that type of thing, you know, find out what's under the cover. Well, the, the there are certainly uh, you know black programs, you know, I'll call them, uh, especially with respect to uh, to military programs, and and those are are separated out. Um, I mean, there are areas where there's curtains, there are, you know areas where there's walls. So the the real secret stuff is you know kind of firewalled off so that. You know, if if you're not, uh, if you don't have a need to be involved in that, you're, you know, you're you're not. Um, so yeah, no, I don't. Um, I I don't think I've ever really stumbled across anything that that would be secret. I, I've I've seen things that were, uh, you know, very very interesting, like um, nozzles on uh, military uh, fighter engines are are fascinating to me anyway. Fascinating oh, devices yeah. because, you know, here's, I mean, if you just think about it. You know, you're at the hot end of the engine, right? This stuff is coming out the afterburner and, and you know, stuck. I'll say stuck. That's not a very, you know, good engineering term. But, you know, stuck on the end of that is, you know, is a nozzle that, that, that moves in some cases either two or three dimensions and redirects the thrust. Wow. Well, think about, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how do you, how do you create metal that, that can accomplish that? while it's sitting in the, you know, in the hot exhaust stream of the, of the afterburner. And, and you just look at these things and it's just, ah, it's just, it, it's amazing. The, the, the design and, and fascinating. So, you know, that's, I, I guess you can probably tell that, you know, that's, it, the stuff is interesting. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be doing it directly in order to enjoy it, you know, and participate in it. I mean, let's go back to flying. Um, you know, at one point, a few years ago, I was I was sort of thinking about getting my private pilot's license. I thought, you know, this this is great stuff. I'm listening to all these aviation podcasts and all these, you know, I'm I'm developing relationships online with all these pilots, and it, it just sounds like this would be a really enjoyable thing to do. And and then I thought about it, and I and maybe I thought about it too much. And you know, I I I heard on uncontrolled airspace that uh, you know that great podcast that. You know, flying is like a way of life. And I thought about that, and I said, you know, it is. You listen to these guys, and the pilots, and right. what they do and how they do it, you know, how their lives are affected by and driven by this passion for flying. And, and it, it, it becomes a way of life. And I thought, you know what? I just can't do that right now. You know, I, I'm just not in a position where I could engage in it you know, fully the way that most, you know, private pilots do. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I can't enjoy it. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't, uh, you know, uh, go along with, you know, other pilots and, you know, in, enjoy small aircraft and, 
you know, even once a uh, Robinson helicopter, you know, you can you can still be involved in it in in different ways. Um, and to add to that, and, and I think this is really the the point of our conversation here today, is that you can be involved in so many careers in aviation and still have that passion and be part of that passion of other people that are flying and get that enjoyment out of their enjoyment and they're sharing with you and possibly do that at some other time. You know, like you're with you, you're a great case. You know, maybe later on you'll possibly fly, uh, take lessons, et cetera. And, uh, you know, if, and that's actually not a very bad way to be because especially in an endeavor like aviation, it's uh, similar to say getting your, your degree. You really just don't do it halfway. You have to really go for it. And, uh, and, Put your efforts into it. And, I, you know, I commend you for actually looking at it that way. But still, you know, when you get started, what's going to happen is you're going to be there with your flight instructor, and you're going to be telling him how the airplane flies. (laughs) (laughs) Tips on on engine maintenance and and that sort of thing. Right. Now, when you say engines, and I know you know a few things about engines more than most, I would think, does Pratt & Whitney, or, or the engine, well, that's the only engine manufacturer you've been with, do, do they make uh, small engines, or what type of engines do they make? Well, you, you can really think of Pratt & Whitney as, as two operations. There's uh, the Pratt & Whitney in the U.S. and Pratt & Whitney in Canada. And generally, Pratt & Whitney in Canada makes the smaller engines, uh, business jet engines, uh, helicopter engines. They also make turboprop engines as well as... Uh, as well as gas turbine uh, turbine engines, uh, and Pratt and Whitney in the U.S. is uh, airliner engines, basically, and also military engines. So you think of you know big engines. That's what we call you know large and small. The large engines in the U.S. and the smaller engines in uh, in Canada. Right. Uh, what kind of engines do they make there in Canada? Uh, well, for turboprops, the PT-6, which is probably one of the most widely used, uh, most successful, uh, one of, maybe one of the greatest uh, turboprop engines, um, but also um, business jet engines for uh, you know Cessna and, and others. Um, the even the the engines on the Eclipse jet are Pratt and Whitney Canada uh, oh. jet engines. Well, and where where do they manufacture those? Where's their headquarters up there? Uh, they have a couple of facilities, uh, I guess primarily around Montreal. Oh, okay. But that's really neat that you know all that about the, the, this company and, and where they manufacture these. Um, would you say that most of the folks you work with have that passion? Um, I'd say a lot a lot do. Everybody right. has, almost everybody has passion for their job. Right. Um, you know, that's, um, that's pretty clear. Uh, a subset of them are passionate about sort of aviation in general. Um and, and then there's a few sort of fanatics like like myself right, uh, that uh, <laughs> well, that's that, okay. that really enjoy it. So it's you know I think it's I think it's the spectrum. Uh, um, I mean, when you walk in, you know, to be honest with you, you know, every employee is not just nuts over aviation uh, in in general, uh, but but many are certainly. Sure, sure. Now you know, getting to your job or the type of job you have. Um, you know, I, I fly airplanes for a living, and I'm in a hotel room all the time, and uh, a lot of people say, wow, that's so glamorous, et cetera. Well, sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. I, now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I love doing this, and I love being away, but the little things in life I miss, like sleeping in my own bed, waking up in the morning and knowing what country I'm in, 
waking up in the morning and, and knowing I can go and I can put a load of wash in, that type of thing. For people that say they, they love aviation and they want to get a regular job, you know, and but they want to stay in that aviation field, do you, do you have yeah. any advice for people like that? Do you, do you have any like specific degrees they might think about going towards, or or anything like that? I mean, or is it varied? Mm. Yeah, it, it varies. But for for a lot of uh, companies, you know, some kind of a technical degree would would be expected. So, engine companies, uh, uh, airframe, uh, airframers, airplane companies. Um, for, in, in a lot of cases, they'd be looking for a, a technical background, but. A lot of positions don't require a technical background. Um, you know, you could, um, you know, you could be in a, you know, in a human resources position, for example, or in a communications department, uh, for example, uh, that that doesn't require the same kind of technical background as as an engineer or a, you know a, a quality person, you know, might uh, might want to see. But I think if you have that technical component with it, I think it helps. Uh, because again, many of these companies are sort of fundamentally technical or fundamentally engineering. So, if if you have some of that, it, it'll make you a better communicator with you know other uh, the other people that you would uh, work with, and 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 that would be that would be recognized. Um, so, you know, I, I think some big things to think about are you know is it a big company, small company? You know, are you a generalist or a specialist? I mean, if if you have a passion for a really specific thing, whether that's you know being a pilot or you know being an, an aircraft engine uh, mechanic, uh, if you have a really strong passion for that, then I would you know advise people to you know really dive in that direction, really you know kind of focus everything in that direction that you have a, a lot of passion for. If if you're more like me, at least starting out with sort of a a, a general passion for the you know for the industry, then it's a little bit different. Then it's you know well so how do you get into the industry, and you know how do you create a path or how do you uh, maximize the opportunities for a path through that industry over the over the years? And you know you can change positions, you can change companies. Um, a, a lot of it is about. You know, being knowledgeable about the industry that you're in, letting people see that you're knowledgeable. You're, you know, you're more than just, you know, very, very good at your particular job function. That you understand that, you know, the industry and the or the business in the larger context that'll open up doors. Uh, so, so part of it is kind of just, you know, getting in. And sometimes, you know, quite frankly, getting in is tough. It depends on, on you know, where the economy is. In the last few years, it hasn't been so great. I found I agree. I have I think having a technical degree does help. I mean there's so many other jobs that you can go towards. Say you do have a passion for aviation like I do. You know, I've been asked, "Hey, do you want to go program simulators?" that type of thing. I was like, "Wow, that that'd mm -hmm. be kind of cool." And and what happens is, it, it, you know, here I am a pilot. If I was to have a heart attack or say I was I I couldn't fly anymore, I'm I love aviation, but I'm not defined by the specific job. I could yeah. still go out there and do something else. And uh, one thing, though, that I'd like to bring up, and I like to ask a, a lot of people this question is, and, and I'll go first with an answer, is, you know, what other jobs in aviation that you know of that most other people would never have thought of? And I, uh, the one that, that comes to my mind, I'll, I'll uh, give you a second to think about it, and it keeps somebody in aviation and passionate about aviation near <laughs> airplanes, and it allows them to really enjoy it. And the one that I think of 
is the the gate engineers, the engineers that put together the the jetways for the airlines. I got to talking to a group of these folks when they were fixing and replacing jetways at the airport. And I said, yeah. "Hey, you know, let me ask you about your job." And and they said, "Man, you know, I you know, I'm home a lot and I enjoy it. I'm around airplanes. As a matter of fact, I've probably been in more airplanes than you." And I said, "Really? Come on." I mean, he started rattling off Airbuses and Boeings, yeah. every type of plane you can imagine. I was like, now, how did you do that? He says, well, you have to understand, we work on jetways at night. And who's around at night? Mechanics. Right. And sometimes I say to them, hey, can I go in and check it out? And they sure do. And that, that's one of my, my things I tell people, hey, you never know. That might be a great job for you. Is there anything that maybe you, you know of or a couple of jobs possibly you know of that people may not have thought of that keep yeah, them I in aviation? Yeah, but, but uh, back on yours, though, because that's, that's very interesting, uh, you know the whole ground support equipment oh, yeah. business is is huge. I mean, just think of all the equipment that gets used at, at airports, and, and you know someone's got to manufacture it, someone's got to maintain it, you know someone's got to you know utilize it. You know, there's I don't know how many jobs are associated with just ground support equipment, but I bet it's uh, I bet it's a lot. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind actually when you ask that question is is about airports and it's airport operations. I mean, when you when you look at a major airport, an international airport, or you know a large airport, and you think about it, it's it's a city, right? It's a small city with you know all kinds of the services, uh, that, you know, for the flying public and for the crews and for the airline employees and the security force and all that. Uh, it's it's a it's a you know a city that supports all that activity. Well, there's got to be a lot of jobs associated with that. That just seems to me to be a you know an interesting area where you know you could get into it you you could get it it would seem to me that you could get into that with a you know starting off with a variety of different skills that would qualify you for a job in airport operations and you know like your you know jetway example you know it gets you right in there with the action and you know gives you an opportunity to to you know to to develop networks uh, with with other uh, with other people I think. We even talked about networking, but I think that's a, I think that's a really important part of this too, because sure. we think of aviation as being big, but really in a lot of ways it's it's kind of a small industry, and all the time you see examples of uh, people that you you know you you worked with, let's say in in one context, and then three years later they're working somewhere, you know, completely different, maybe in a different even in a different uh, country, you know, let alone just a different region. Uh, in a, in a different kind of a job, and it comes about through, to a large extent, by uh, by you know the the network that you have, people who know what you know. The more you know, and the more people know what you know, right? That right. maximizes your chances of you know opportunities presenting themselves. But I, I've I've taken myself off on a tangent. No, so no, that's I, excellent. I think the networking part of it that that was outstanding that you mentioned that. If you're passionate about aviation, there's other people that are too, and that you will know somebody that knows somebody that knows something about what you're doing. And then you say, hey, yes. you know, I, I was talking to a guy the other day and I and told him what kind of airplane I fly. And I said, boy, we have a real problem with this. And 
He goes, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. And I was sitting at a, at a bar having a beer, and he says, well, I, I do the uh, the uh, wiring for that airplane. You want me to explain why that is? <laughs> I was like, wow. Cool, <laughs> so yeah. here we sat, and, and it was awesome. It was like, gosh, you know, I never knew that, and now I bring that back, and I have that knowledge. And then I talked to somebody else later on, and he he's like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. And uh, they work for a similar type of company that supplies the uh, aircraft with, with mm-hmm. wiring also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You're right. It's just such a small – it really is a small world. And networking – uh, just for people looking at a career, I think that's really important. Is yeah, networking. Yeah. Uh, I actually have found that just through what I'm doing here uh, with the podcasting and on my blog, I get offers for jobs mm-hmm. from people that I never would even thought of. I mean, I, 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 sure. I've had people say, hey, would you mind coming work for us? And it's like, wow, you know, I never, you know, I sat there and I'm interviewing them. And then they said, hey, listen, you know, you're hired if you want the job. I was like, what do you right. mean? I'm here interviewing you. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. So you never know through networking what, what might know. happen. That's that's for sure. There's Is there anything else you, you want to add to that? Because there's a couple things I want to ask you about some of the other endeavors you have online. Well, just, just real quickly, you know, along the lines of, you know, where might folks look for employment in the aviation uh, world that's that's different from flying? I think uh, one thing I'd say is is kind of look at trends. And, and think about those. So if you think about, you know, what are some trends in, well, in commercial aviation anyway, um, you know, there's been a huge growth in the use of composites, right, for, principally for, uh, for aircraft, somewhat for engines, but mostly for, for the airplanes themselves. I, I don't really know for sure, and I'm not, you know, certainly not giving investment advice or anything, right. but, you know, that might be a way, you know, an area to, you know, to consider, to look at uh, composites. Well, that makes uh, sense because opon- composites are lighter, they're stronger, and we're trying to save gas. Exactly, and and along that, biofuels. Right, we're seeing we we've seen a lot of demonstration flights. Um, that's uh, you know seems to be proving that at least at a fifty fifty blend, uh, you know biofuels are, are are wildly successful. But you know, as we've talked on our podcast several times. You know, what's lacking is, well, not only the manufacturing, you know, behind creating those biofuels, but also uh, the distribution network to, uh, uh, you know, to, to get those biofuels to, uh, you know, the airplanes that, that need them. That seems like that's a, you know, a, a growth opportunity. So, you know, that might be an area that, that you know, some folks might want to consider in terms of uh, a career. Particularly, like maybe you've got interest in agriculture or something like that. Well, what a great way to combine that with aviation, biofuels. I guess you could apply that to other things. Uh, yes. uh, let's pull something out. Like a lawyer. Say you want to be a lawyer, but you want to somehow get involved in aviation. But there's so many ways you can. Airlines need lawyers, and also environmental lawyers, especially. You know, nowadays. Environmental lawyers and intellectual property right. lawyers. Yes. <laughs> Right. Everybody's into patents these days. Yeah, they sure are. The The other thing, too, just uh, adding to that, I think might be an interesting thing to get into. And I don't know much about them other than I see that aircraft engines are using them as ceramics. And, uh, uh, yes. That, and, and understanding the technologies behind those. Heck, I have a ceramic knife. And uh, yes. it works really well. And I'm like, why? And, you know, because when I say ceramics, I'm thinking... You know, okay, it's the little pottery that I made in high school, but no, no, <laughs> they're, they're, it's different, and uh, it's come a long way, ceramics. And uh, here's another thing that, you know, I never thought would be something to get into in aviation. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially in, uh, with, with jet engines. I mean, many jet engines in the turbine section, in, in the, in the uh, hottest part of the turbine section, uh, the, the gas in there is, exceeds the melting point of the metal. 
In other words, you have blades spinning around in an environment that exceeds their melting point. Wow. How do you how do you deal with that? Um, you know, there's different ways you can deal with it, um, but ceramics and that kind of thing is is one of those ways. There's just all kinds of avenues uh, into uh, into aviation fields. Well, you know, and, and this is great. I mean, just in just our few moments of talking, we've come up with quite a few, and there's many, many more. As a matter of fact, what's interesting is you have gotten into another field in aviation, and that's in new media and podcasting and uh, and blogs, and or mainly an aviation directory, and talk about a million different ways. Well, well, there's a thing that's called uh, 30,000feet.com that you started, Mm. And, uh, you know, it's one thing I'd like to ask you for some people that are looking at this as a part-time job. I know we're talking full-time here. Uh, there's another avenue. Say you were able to do something online and make a little extra money doing that online. Do you, do you actually do that? Do you make money off your websites? Um, somewhat, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Not a whole ton, but uh, well, but feed your hobby. some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it more than feeds the hobby. So yes. that's good. That's good to hear. So and it also uh, opens up, you know, avenues and, you know, brings you in, in contact with, uh, with people you, uh, you know, you wouldn't otherwise, as, as you know real well. Right. Uh, and, and if you, uh, you know, maybe you have asked, maybe you're a good writer. You know, maybe you, you can blog well, and so you blog about aviation. Well, you know, maybe you can think about, you know, sort of morphing that into a job in, in journalism, uh, for example. You know, if you... Um, establish yourself as a you know as a good source and a you know a good communicator through your through your aviation blog that can open up doors right there. Going back to the website now, you have this thirty thousand feet. First, explain yeah. what is that? I mean, what is thirty? I, I it's 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 big. I know that it's gigantic. It's ridiculously large. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is but, it? What is what's it? Well, well, so it's it an navy. Oh, what is it and why is it there? Are yeah. Two different things. Yeah. The, the what is it is it yeah. the first what is it first? It's um it, it's just a giant aviation directory that has lots of uh sections and categories and, and links from one category to another. So um you could start out looking at the you know, at the at the airplanes page and, and, and look at so here's some uh, How about our audience. What is there anything in, our audience would be interested in on your website? Um, oh, training. Um, there's, you know, flight training. There's a lot of uh, uh, lists of uh, uh, flight schools and, and, that, and that sort of thing. Um, it's, it's mostly a way, if you want to waste a lot of time, it's, it's a great way to do that. It, you know, you start out with, you know, whatever, whatever part of aviation interests you, whether it being a pilot. Um, I've, I've got a pilot page that has just, just dozens and dozens of, of blogs written by pilots, for example. Um, and you might start off there. And then, uh, you know, find out that, um, you know, well, maybe you'd, you know, like to go off and look at training because you're thinking about becoming a pilot maybe. And so you go in that direction. And it's sort of a way to go from topic to topic to topic. Anything about aircraft engines? Um, yeah, some, some. Oh, yeah, okay. we've got, you know, manufacturers listed and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, it, it, it was started because I, I, this was pre-Google, um, this goes way back. This thing has been around for for many, many, many years, and uh, so it was just a way to uh, to uh, you know start to categorize, index the uh, the aviation sites. Uh, of course, the the thing exploded, and even though I might have 
I don't know, 20 or 30,000 uh, different uh, aviation sites in that directory. There's, certainly, there's a lot more aviation sites out there now. Why, why, did you, why did you even do this? I mean, this is a big endeavor. Uh, we, well, in the beginning, uh, and you know, our y- younger listeners might find this hard to believe, it was hard to find aviation websites. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was hard to find them. Uh, search engines didn't exist that were anywhere close to what we have today. There weren't that many sites out there. Um, in, in the very beginning, I had all the sites listed on one page. There were, there were enough to fit on, you know, comfortably on, on one page. Really? And, and when it was that small, uh, I was actually uh, chosen as a uh, USA Today website, you know, of the week or website of the day or something like that. Wow. Um, which, which spiked, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the viewers uh, dr- dramatically. Um, but you know, you look at back on it, and it you know it was maybe you know fifty uh, links to you know links to fifty websites, and that qualified it as a you know a USA Today site of the day. <laughs> so it's it's come a long ways. Yeah, it sure has. And you know, since you did that, uh, I don't know what was first, the chicken or the egg. You got involved with another podcast, which is in the new media realm. As a matter of fact, the podcast you got involved with is probably, uh, I think, is the best podcast out there. If you are interested in many different aspects of aviation, especially commercial aviation and a little bit of airspace, plus yep. if you're into history, it's it's called The Airplane Geeks. And uh, did you, were you one of the original people on The Airplane Geeks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. that's, yeah, that, that's been a blast. Yeah, I was, uh, at the time, four years ago, I was a consumer of aviation podcasts uh, and listened to quite a number of them. And uh, out of the blue, one day I got an email uh, from a guy named Courtney who said he had an idea. He had a he had the uh, the domain name and the idea uh, for a uh, podcast that he thought wasn't really being uh, that you know wasn't being filled by any of the other podcasts. And did I want to did I want to start a podcast with him? I, I thought about that and I said, well, yeah, that's. That's fine. Uh, you know, it, it'll take an hour in a week. I just have to get on Skype and uh, talk for, with him for an hour a week, and uh, that's how we uh, that's how we launched it. We you know started off saying, "Well, we'll give it a shot and see how it goes." And after three episodes, we thought, "Well, you know, this was this was kind of working." It, uh, it it sort of grew from there. We started bringing on uh, guests, and uh, uh, Courtney had to uh, move on to a uh, another job. Had to uh, give up the uh, you know the the hosting. On the podcast, and that's uh, when I took over that part of it and brought on some some co-hosts, and it's just kind of grown and grown. But it, it's it's great. It's sort of a mixture of uh, education and entertainment. The the education uh, we we try to cover kind of all the bases. It's kind of broad, which is you know what most people advise against. They say you know pick a niche and and go after that. But uh, we we just like all aspects of aviation, so that's what we what we cover. The entertainment part, that, that kind of comes naturally, given some of the personalities of the uh, co-hosts. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, fun. I, I tell you, and it is fun to listen to. I, I suggest people to go out there and take a look at it. It's called uh, AirplaneGeeks.com, right? That's where they can find yes. it. Yeah, yeah thank fi- you. Find it in iTunes also. It's uh, 
It is, you know, one of the ways that I got into podcasting is listening to certain aviation podcasts, and there's very few that I listen to uh, on a consistent basis and that do a great job producing it. And actually, you produce it, and I think it's it's done very well, very professionally. But I think the when you say the, uh, it covers a lot of bases, the, the most important thing to me is that I learn about aviation all over the world. I mean, you have segments that are in yeah. Australia and Great Britain and Ireland every so often. I mean, you have... Uh, segments from everywhere and what's good for this audience for the people listening to aviation careers podcast is the fact that they can learn about what jobs are out there by listening to your podcast uh, the airplane geeks because then you're sitting there saying well here's somebody that does this overseas and you're like oh well that'd be kind of a cool job let me let me do some research into that yeah i I think it will it will expand your thinking uh on aviation for sure that's kind of what we aim to do oh sure sure and i uh I think you do a great job of it. Well, uh, well, Max, this has been great. I tell you, is there is there anything else you want to tell our audience? Or I should say, how would they get in touch with you? Say they have questions other than going through my website. Is there any other way they can find you? Well, let's see. Um, people can find me on uh, Twitter and on uh, Google+. Just look for Max Flight. Uh, you know, emails, uh, probably the easiest way is, is to use the podcast email address because it's the easiest to remember, which is just the geeks at airplanegeeks.com and uh and if you write if people write to me there I'll I'll see that there and they can always find you just go to airplanegeeks.com the website if they can't remember the email and and yeah. 30,000 feet that's that's a great directory and, and that's a kind of a neat way to start uh to realize that there are so many other uh aviation careers and jobs out there and other than flying and that's something that you know I want to promote here is that you really can stay in aviation you don't have to actually fly airplanes and uh and and max do you mind just st- sticking around for a minute and just uh I'd be where i go over sure. some of the product recommendations and then we'll we'll close up here the uh, uh one of the again uh talking about aviation jobs we've only talked about flying and engineering and that type of thing but you know one of the the big fields in aviation and one that has many jobs because they and they're a direct influence on the passenger experience is the flight attendant. I mean, this is somebody who can make or break the airline. All right, they truly are the ambassadors to the airline because they are out there with the customer every single day. And if somebody is looking for, I feel a challenging job because of the fact that you must deal with people and a variety of people on a consistent basis, I really would suggest looking into something like that. And Max, do you have anything on your website about flight attendant jobs? I, was, I forgot to ask you that on 30,000. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a whole flight attendant page. Um, you know, one thing I'd add uh, to what your recommendation there is there's a, a great podcast uh, by a flight attendant. It's called Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. So, so Betty is a is a flight attendant with a with a major uh, U.S. airline, and in her uh, in her podcast, what she does is she tells stories, or she has other people that she runs into, other flight crew pilots, other flight attendants, uh, so forth, tell you know interesting stories about you know their lives uh, in in those roles, and it's it's extremely entertaining. Betty is you know she's got to be the you know the, the the sweetest person you can you know ever imagine. Um, you know, if, you know, of all the bad flight attendants you might have run across, you know, <laughs> Betty is like the, the opposite. She she makes the average look pretty good, and she tells uh, she tells great stories. But it's you know it's it's a way to get a 
kind of a, a good appreciation for some of the things that they go through, some of the things they have to deal with, some of the challenges they face, but, but also some of the, you know, the high points, the great moments, the wonderful things that, you know, that people do for each other. I think that that's, you know, if you're interested in, in you, know, uh, you know, cabin crew kind of a you know, position, I, I'd uh, look for that. She's also got a book out um, by the same name. But I think if you just Google Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase, you, you'll find that. Okay, and then we'll we'll put those in the show notes here. Betty in the sky with a, a suitcase, and I, you know, that that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I do listen to some of her episodes every so often, and uh, I, I give the flight tents a lot of credit. They, I close the door, and I have a secure door now. You know, nobody can get in, yeah. and but now they're back there, and they have to deal with all that. And some of the stories you hear from Betty and all the flight attendants are amazing. And uh, what really impresses me about flight attendants is that they can take a situation that seems almost impossible to control and then somehow diffuse something that seems to want to blow up on them. They'll right. have an angry individual all of a sudden happy and smiling. And you can tell a great flight attendant when people are getting off the airplane. I, that's exactly what I like to do is look down and see what what the reactions are to the different flight attendants as they come off or the, you know, the passenger reactions. And, and that, I think Betty brings that across in hers. And I've only, you know, listened to a few episodes every so often, but uh, we'll definitely put that down there as a product recommendation. You know, the other product besides that one, we'll, we'll put that there. The one that I was going to suggest as far as, you know, this is a little bit drier than Betty's, but it's, it's a great start. It's by ASA who produces uh, quite a few books uh, about aviation and usually about flying. But it's called Welcome Aboard, Your Career as a Flight Attendant. And I'll have uh, links to that, and uh, that'll be in the show notes also. But that's a terrific start there if you want to know about some particulars about the job. Betty in the Sky is more about what's it like to be a, a flight attendant on a daily basis and part of that in-flight crew dealing with you know the, the crew, the passengers, etc. And uh, she relates a lot of things that you wouldn't see in this book. So both of those things are good, and I, I'd suggest you take a look at that. But uh, Well, Max, I, I really appreciate your being here with us today, and I'm, I'm hoping maybe some other time if people have questions, we could have you on again. And, uh, oh, sure. I, I think you've had a terrific career. It, it, it's amazing. He, there, there's you know a few people that are passionate about aviation, and, and there's a few people, less people, that do something about it that impacts so many people, and you're one of them. I mean, it, you're impacting so many people through your website, but especially through your podcast, The Airplane Geeks. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm a good example of one of them. I've learned so much from, from listening to you folks. I'm in the industry, but I hear about news from you guys, and I think that's terrific. I really oh, do. Oh, thank you very much, Carl. Yeah, that's the kind of the best best kind of praise that uh, I could hope for. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, sure has. And uh, again, you're listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, and you can find me at Aviation Careers Podcast or at my blog, expertaviator.com. Well, you can also find me on Twitter, Flying Careers, and on Facebook, Aviation Careers Podcast. And just remember, no matter what job you're looking for, to keep your eye on that goal and keep stepping towards that goal of a job in aviation if that's what you want. Just remember it's probably going to be a varied path, but if you constantly look at your goal and keep in mind what you want to do, you will eventually get there. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. 
This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler, all rights reserved.